Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Are you a photographer looking for concrete ways to grow your business? Are you sick of getting partial advice from unhelpful sources? Confident Photographers Podcast is where I help photographers strategize ways to take their business to the next level. I'm Julie Renner, and I've been a photographer and educator for over 10 years. Let's get started. You're listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast, episode number four. Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast, where photographers are learning how to build their businesses with confidence. And now your host, Julie Renner. Hey there, and welcome back to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number four. In each of these episodes, I will be speaking to a photographer who is looking for guidance and coaching in their photography business. We will have a session where we strategize and come up with some steps to overcome the struggles that they are currently having in their business. So in this episode, I speak with Lindsay Kay and her business is LifeScript Photography. In our conversation, we talk about how Lindsay can improve some aspects of her photography website so inquiries turn into booked clients. We also talk about how to approach networking as an introvert and attracting her ideal client. Before we get started today, I want to announce that I'm doing a fun giveaway. If you are enjoying the Confident Photographers podcast, I would love it if you could go into iTunes and give me a rating and a quick review of the podcast. On July 20th, I will be giving away a three-month subscription to my Confident Business Club to one lucky listener. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast to be entered into the giveaway. I will announce the winner on the podcast the week of July 20th. If you would like to find out more about the Confident Business Club, where you can take your photography business to the next level and be on the podcast, head on over to confidentphotographers.com slash confidentbusinessclub. Okay, let's take a listen. Hello, Lindsay, are you there? Hi, yeah, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm excited to talk to you about your business. Thanks, I need it. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Great, well, let's get started. Why don't you start by telling um, what your business name is and what kind of photography you do? Sure, my business name is LifeScript Photography, and I specialize in maternity and newborns and yeah I kind of got started a few years ago after my son was born and just recently made it official in August of last year awesome okay so you're still a pretty new business you've been doing it a couple years but officially just this past year yes very new nice okay so um why don't you tell me kind of what struggles you're having in your business right now and so that way we can kind of work through and come up with some strategies for you sure well i guess that my biggest struggle is transitioning from portfolio building to trying to really get an income going um you know i know that i need to reinvest in my business but if i don't have any money coming in, you know, I don't have anywhere to get that from. And I would like to focus more on marketing and getting new clients and especially networking and seeing, you know, what I can do there to really build relationships with people that are mutually beneficial. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds great. And I think that's a really tricky period for a lot of photographers. You know, the very beginning is sort of like this setup period. And then we get to this place where it's like, okay, we're not making any money, but we need to invest money. And it's just walking that fine line and trying to figure out where to go next. So I completely 
um, understand where you are. So let me ask you this. Have you had paying clients already or are you still sort of in the friends and family and portfolio building stage so far? Mostly portfolio building. My clients have all been um, strangers. Well, there was one friend of the family, but yeah, it's all been portfolio building. And I had, um, I've had a few inquiries you know, via my website and via Thumbtack, but um, nothing has ever come of those. I haven't managed to like turn those into actual bookings. Yeah. So how did you get the clients? Um, do you know how you were able to book your portfolio building sessions if they weren't friends and family? How did they find you? I actually reached out via um, babycenter.com through a community board there just okay. because I figured people who would be on that website would be people who are very, you know, emotionally invested in their pregnancies yeah. and probably people who would be more interested in doing something like that to document it. Wow, that's really interesting. I haven't heard that approach before. That's great though. I mean, that's really creative and that's honestly what marketing is all about. And I always tell photographers, you know, take your creativity from your business and your art and put it into the marketing side of your business, because that's where you'll stand apart from other photographers in the business that are all doing exactly the same thing. So I think that's really mm -hmm. great. Um, I think that you're definitely on the right track. And now it's just a matter of, you know, moving you to the next level where you're getting consistent inquiries. And, you know, honestly, a lot of inquiries that come in are going to be someone that's just inquiring and then they don't follow up and book. And so that's part of the business and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong necessarily. Um, but it's, it's just a good idea to know that going into it. So that way you're not, you know, lowering your prices and just desperately trying to book that it's okay that people are calling and not booking, but we want to make sure that we're capitalizing on it the best we can when they do inquire. So first of all, I did go to your website and your website looks great. It looks like you're already blogging. And so that's a really um, big advantage over a lot of photographers because it takes a lot of people a long time to kind of get that started. So good job on that. Um, I would, there's two things that I would suggest adding to your website to kind of help when somebody discovers you to um, learn a little bit more about what you have to offer. And the first thing I would suggest is adding a gallery or two. I know you're doing, it sounds like you're doing maternity and newborn. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So I would recommend in addition to the blog, having um, a maternity gallery and a separate newborn gallery, because sometimes people don't really want to go through the blogs. They want to go in and see just the pictures and kind of get an idea of what your work looks like. So do you think right now that you have enough um, photography done, you know, on the books, you know, that's taken that you could make a couple of galleries? I do. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So definitely I would put that at the top of your list because that's going to help when someone arrives at your website for them to just quickly identify you know, is this the type of work, you know, photographer that I'm looking for. So I would suggest that. And then the second okay. thing I would suggest is adding a little um, page about the sessions and giving a general pricing information. Okay. Because here's the thing. Some photographers don't put any pricing. Some photographers put all the pricing. And what I like to suggest is to find something that's right in the middle. So I don't think that you should have nothing because it scares someone away when they come onto your website. It either scares them away because they feel like it's super expensive or it annoys them that they don't know what your range is. And so then they leave and they just go find someone that's at least giving them some information. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so rather than putting your entire price list, which I also don't recommend, because you want to save that for the consultation. Like you want to save your whole pricing for when you talk to them because you want to build that relationship on the phone or in person, depending on how you do your consultation. You want to have a minute to be able to sort of talk to them and chit chat and build the relationship before you send them the whole pricing and, and give them the spiel, you know? So what I mm -hmm. suggest doing is, is putting something on your website, like either pricing for a session starts at blank, or you could put the session fee is blank and this includes and tell what it includes. And then you could say, you know, if you're pricing your product separately, products and digital images are not included. So they kind of go, okay, this is the session fee, but I also have to pay more for the products. And this is kind of determining on what your business model is. Are you, um, do you know how you're going to price yourself yet? Are you giving the digital images away with your session fee or do you have a session fee and then your products and digitals are separate? How do you do that? I haven't decided yeah, what I'm playing around with, what I think I'm, what I would like to do is just build everything into the price of my products and um, hopefully, you know, set a goal for an average that I would like to be making Okay. and um, maybe have that being a selling point of like not necessarily having a session fee, but having some sort of retainer that gets turned into credit, print credit. And then I'm not sure about digitals if I want to do like a web resolution file of each image that's purchased or I don't know. There's a lot of decisions that I haven't made yet. Okay. That's okay. I mean, and this is all a long-term process and sometimes it takes a little trial and error to figure all that out and where, where you want to go. I mean, photography pricing is all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that I would just suggest up front while you're sort of working that out is as soon as a photographer charges one fee for the session and the digital package it's like the session's over and they have no room to grow and no room to make any more money it basically limits your capacity so even if like I like your idea of even if you were going to have a session fee that rolls over into a print credit so that way you know you may not be charging a big session fee or whatever but it, at least they know that they're going to be able to purchase some prints with that or some digitals with that and then they can always add on and that's what gives your ability gives you the ability to you know upsell and really create a life for yourself because you want to have the ability to, to sell as much as the client would like to put in their home. So um, I definitely like that. Pricing is hard. It takes a long time to kind of figure out what direction you want to go. So, you know, just set something up and you want to look at your cost of running your business and really kind of calculate the expenses that you have, including your time. And that includes all your emailing time and all of your session time and all of your editing and all of your delivery. So you want to figure that in. And then also you kind of need to look at your overhead costs as well. Your, your equipment, your computer, all of that needs to kind of go into play. And um, I have a training on that in my business club and, and I actually sell it separately on the website. So if that's something that you're interested in looking into, it kind of just walks you through it and gives you a real easy way to get into that. But anyway, um, I think that once you get on your website, it's important to have just something to guide them into, okay, this is the price range that Lindsay's business is, you know? So that way they mm -hmm. know what they're getting themselves into and then the, it drives them into contacting you and getting more information. Does that help? Yes. And then do you have any tips for actually like when you receive an inquiry, how you 
turn that into a phone consult, I think that's where I struggle is like actually getting people on the phone. So when they inquiry with you, are you sending them your pricing at that point or what's your process right now? Yeah, at this point, that's what I'll kind of do is try and figure out what they're, you know, based off of what they've told me, what their needs are and then what I can, how I can work with that and what I would price that at. Okay. So I actually think your problem is that they don't know what your pricing is until they're contacting you. So I think if you had some of that information on your website, it's going to filter out the people that are not within budget for you and mm -hmm. then won't be wasting your time sort of communicating with people that aren't really in your price range. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah so that once you put that yeah, once you get that baseline pricing on there, it, it's going to just filter it out. So then the people that can't afford you won't even bother. And the people that can't afford you will contact you and they'll be much easier to turn into a consult. And at that point, you can speak to them and really develop that relationship and sell yourself on how, you know, how much you love newborns and how, you know, you treat your maternity clients and, and all of that and kind of um, let them know how passionate you are about your business. And that's really what sells um, the session. Awesome. So, um, and then, you know, kind of what I do is, is I take in the inquiry and I sort of look at the details and if I'm available, then I respond and I say, yes, thank you so much for contacting me about this photo session. I, I am available on that date. And, um, you know, if either you can send me your phone number and, and a good time to call you, or here's my number, I'd be happy to speak with you further about the details of the session and we can talk about what to wear and a location and get you on the calendar. And I sort of say it like that. So then it's, it kind of inspires them to either give me their number or to um, call me. And then they know that we can't really move forward until we make that phone call. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So then from there, so we've got, you know, the website, you can just spend a little time um, adding a few things to the website. And then from there, um, you know, you want to look into marketing and networking. And I know that you had, you kind of were indicating that you're just a little bit of an introvert and that's a little bit difficult. And I, and I think a lot of people struggle with this and um, I think that it's okay to feel that way. And I think that it's a perfectly normal way to feel, but I think the more you're in your business, the more comfortable you'll become with doing some of the stuff. And you just, it's really one of those things where it's like, you sort of have to just have that fear or that anxiousness and work through it and put yourself out there if you really are passionate about your business because photography is a social business <laughs> and so mm -hmm. and i and once you get past the marketing and the networking at the very beginning after that first year or two it will start to sort of turn into a word of mouth business and so this piece of it is really only the first year or two where you're actively pursuing clients and you're going into the public. And really all networking is, is building relationships with people, which is another term for making friendships. So, you know, if you go to even a networking meeting or you go to, um, you know, a social event and you're meeting people, it's not just, you know, and I know you don't want to seem salesy, which none of us do. So what the approach that I recommend is to get to know the person and find out about them. And then that sort of creates this sense of, um, you know, they like you're pleasant. They like to be with you They They feel good talking to you. And so then at that point, after you've kind of inquired about them and learned a little bit about them, then you sort of reach out and tell them a little bit about your business. And 
I always think it's important to remember that not every person you meet is your client, but every person you meet probably knows somebody that's your client, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at it that way, it's not like you're directly trying to sell the person in front of you. You're just trying to let them know what you do. So that way, if they know someone that needs a photographer for a newborn or maternity client, then they can pass your name along. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And if you look at it that way, it kind of takes the pressure off. It's not like you're trying to, you know, corner this one particular person that you're talking to. It's more about spreading the word that this is what you do and this is who you are. And if you kind of approach it that way, it feels less, you know, awkward and uncomfortable. It's more about um, just getting the, the word out that I'm a photographer. I'm a newborn photographer and I do maternity as well. And I, you know, and this is, and I love my job and it's so much fun and I get to play with little babies. And if you just present it that way, then uh-huh. trying to seal the deal in that moment, you know, and they, they, people love newborn photographers. They think that's like the best job in the world. And they're like, you're so lucky. That's so fun. You know? And so when you tell right. people that it's an interesting conversation to have, I think it will go a lot more smoothly than, than you think. It's like, you feel anxious because you feel like you are being salesy, but at the end of the day, it's more just about telling people what your life is like and what you do. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, it's once you ch- just sort of change your perspective and change your mindset on it, it really does make a difference because, and if, and that's honestly, that is what networking and marketing are all about. You know, marketing is just like your business presence. Like this is my business overall and it's just in the community and this is who I am. And then the networking is the one-on-one where you're actually meeting people. But at the end of the day, it's just about telling people, this is what I do. It's not about trying to seal the deal with every single person and booking them right then and there, you know? So it's really just Mm -hmm. about getting the word out. Okay. And then, um, I know that you were talking about a little bit, you had, um, in your message you wanted to know a little bit how to identify your target client Mm -hmm. okay so really it's just a matter of sitting down and making a description like a descriptor list of the demographics of that person so if you think about your local area because we service our local areas so you're going to want to think about in your local area who is somebody that fits the description of my target client and as you you know work a little bit more with clients this will become more and more clear to you because you'll maybe work with clients that you really love and you might work with some clients that you don't connect with as much and you'll be able to identify a little bit better But even if you can just think of one that was in your portfolio building stage that you really liked, I want you to sit down and sort of write down the qualities that you liked about that person that really drew you in and made you feel comfortable. And then also, in addition to sort of that personality and their their way that they worked with you, I also want you to think in terms of, well, what is the demographic of that person? Where do they live? Where do they shop? Where do they go? How old are they? How many kids do they have if they have any yet? You know what I mean? So you just can sort of sit down and identify all of the factors that goes into who that person was. And that can be your baseline. That's sort of who you start with. So now you know that's the person that you're targeting. And all you have to do is come up with the idea of one person in your mind. And if you keep that person in mind when you're doing your posts on social media or you're designing your website or you're putting out advertising, and you're trying to attract that one person, it's going to cast the net around to other people that are similar to that person. Okay. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, definitely. That's, I think, what I have trouble with is I can identify all of those characteristics, but then it's like, okay, from there, what do I do? But if I just apply that to 
I mean, it sounds like you're saying just apply that to every aspect of your business. And then when, what you put out is what you'll get back. Yeah. Essentially. It's like, imagine if you okay. were that target client and what would you like to see on all the social media posts and on the website. I mean, your website looks pretty, it's very beautiful. And so I think that you're on the right track. I think that um, you might be even overthinking it a little bit. Okay. So I think that, <laughs> you know, you've got the right idea and you're going to be posting pictures of newborns and pictures of maternity. And, you know, even if you're sharing some content, like if you're sharing articles about breastfeeding or you're sharing articles about newborns or you're sharing more articles about pregnancy. I think those are going to attract your target client because they're relevant to their life right now. So that's kind of how you look at it is, is as long as it's sort of in that same realm of what that person is thinking about, that's how you're going to attract mm -hmm. them in. And it's good to share other content or, you know, even little funny memes or, or, you know, beautiful quotes and things like that, that all relate to a person in that stage of life. Cause that's a very, that's a pretty small window of that stage of life. But when you're in it, it's all consuming. Like all you can think about is mm -hmm. being pregnant and all you can think about is baby. <laughs> you know, like those are right. the only yeah. things you think about when you're pregnant or when you have a newborn. And so it's pretty easy to narrow down the content and there's tons of it out there. And so in addition to sharing your images, and sort of your behind the scenes, you can also share quotes and you can share um, articles and different informational pieces that, that relate to the people that are within that window. Okay. Yeah, I definitely need to start doing that. I haven't, I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good idea. Yeah. Because then it spreads like wildfire. Like then once somebody sees that you're, you have this content, you have these neat quotes, then they sort of start to like it and that come, they come back for more. And then that's how it starts to even show up more on the newsfeed if you're in Facebook. And so it just sort of, mm -hmm. you know, perpetuates the, the visibility of your site and that helps too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then, um, what was your last question that you had? You wanted to talk about, um, if you wanted to do like special offers. Yeah. Well, specifically what I'm looking at doing next is I want, um, for my portfolio, I want a fresh 48 session. Okay. So like a little setting right after baby's birth. And I don't, I don't know how to structure it so that, I mean, is it possible to structure something for my portfolio that could still bring in money? I don't know. Okay. So what I think the first thing you're going to need to do is sit down and really decide how you want your pricing structure to be. Because when someone contacts you, you're want, you're going to want the answer to roll off your tongue. You're not going to want to sort of hem and haw and let them decide for you what your price is. And <laughs> does that make mm -hmm. sense? So you, right, yeah. I think you're at the point, even before you update your website, before you do that, I would sit down and at least figure out how you're going to structure your pricing. You can always change the dollar amount, but it's really mm -hmm. important that you decide, okay, my session fee is paid when they book and that includes blank. And once they pay the session fee, these are the things that are included. And then once the session comes, this is what happens. Like you kind of need to determine a timeline with a dollar amount for everything that you're offering. Okay. And like I said, you can always change it, but you need to decide before you get on a call because it's, it's very easy to be talked into a deal or, you know, to, 
to kind of feel mm -hmm. obligated to lower your price if you're not set on where you are. And the way you come up with those numbers is based on like how much money are you right now putting into your business and how much is it costing you? And at the beginning, we do lose money. Like you shouldn't expect to be making huge profit in the beginning. That's just the reality of any business. When we start up a business, it costs more to start. And then after mm -hmm. a while, you start to make a profit, but it's okay for you not to be making a huge profit at the beginning. But you do want to kind of price yourself for down the line when, you know, you've paid off those initial expenses. It's pretty mm -hmm. complicated, but that kind of gives you a little bit of a framework, okay? And then from there, if you are going to offer any kind of discount or, or specials, what I suggest doing is keeping your upfront cost the same and offering your discount at the back end. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you have a session fee, say your session fee is a hundred dollars, you wouldn't discount your session fee. You would discount maybe your product or you would give something for free after they paid for that $100. That helps to weed out the people that just want something for free or just are bargain hunters and aren't going to spend any money. So they're still willing to put up that $100 but then you're st you're going to give them something that's discounted after they're willing to put that money up front. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's Definitely. the safest way to discount because then, you know, when you give them the session fee for free, now you're, you're kind of throwing the dice and it's like, are they going to buy anything? And you're not sure. And I mean, it's okay to do that with the portfolio billing, but if you're ready to transition out of that phase, then I would suggest, pick your session fee, stick with your session fee, and then you can offer your discounts at the end. I can definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I would say your priority right now is first pricing. You need to at least come up with, you know, some sort of a structure for your pricing in terms of how it's all going to work. And then once you figure out how it's all going to work, then you can add your dollar amounts. And then the second thing that you should do is add that information to your website, you know, the general portion of the pricing as well as some galleries. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that can all sort of, we talked about identifying your target clients and so maybe even start with that and then get into your pricing and then get into your website. And then you can determine, you know, what your discounts or, or offers are going to be when you get done with all of that. I like it. I can definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a pretty good plan for you. That kind of lays out, I mean, that's going to take you, you know, a few weeks to get all that done. It gives you plenty to work on, but it, it certainly gives you sort of like a timeline and bullet points of what you should be working on to move you in the right direction. And then from there, you know, once you get all that done, then, you know, maybe you could schedule a networking meeting or, you know, a chamber meeting or something like that. And just, put yourself out there and give it a try. Do you have business cards? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, just give it a shot one time, go to a networking meeting or something that sort of, um, and you can look at um, meetup.com. Have you ever heard of that? I have. Yeah. But I haven't check that out yeah. recently. If you go onto meetup.com and put in your local area, you should be able to find a networking meeting that's in your area. And I would certainly suggest for you looking at a meeting that's mostly for women because of your target market. So you're going to want to look up a networking meeting for women in your area. And even if you just did those once a month, 
for the next you know six months it'll sort of get the ball rolling and it's a good idea to attend different ones because if you attend the same one it tends to be the same people but if you attend a couple of different ones then kind of cast a wider net and you get to know more people and then just be very conscientious about making sure that you are expressing interest in their business and even if you can refer people to people to some of the networking people that you're meeting for business that really is something that people remember if you do a favor for others then they're gonna you know feel that sense of obligation and want to return the favor for you okay that's good to know yeah. I mean and that's all it is that's you know it's not like I don't think I think it's very difficult in this day and age for us to go and have coffee one-on-one -on -one with people and network in that way I just think that people don't really have that much time for that we've got busy lives and it's it's easier to sort of filter through social media first and you know you could work your way up to a meeting like that if it's somebody that is really well connected in the community or something like that but I think that the generalized meetings where it's like a networking group are fine and because you, you know you just kind of want to make those connections and um, get the name out or get your business name out so people know who you are and they know what you do. And if you're doing that, you're going to stand out because a lot of photographers are not doing that. Most photographers are not attending networking meetings. I know that meetings that I've attended, I've been the only photographer there. So because a lot of photographers mm -hmm. only use online resources. So if you're the one that's mm -hmm. going there in person and they're meeting you, that just puts you way above everyone else because you're the one that's there in person and you're making an effort and you're showing that you're serious about your business and that you're passionate. So I think that's the way to go. Awesome. I will definitely give that a try. All right, cool. Well, we have lots on the list for you so you can stay busy and make sure that you let me know, you know, how it goes in the Confident Photographers Facebook group. I'd love to follow up and see how you're doing. And now I know your story so you can ask me questions and and we can go from there. How does that sound? That sounds great. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I have a roadmap now. Yeah. At least it feels a little less overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. I can't wait to see where your business goes. And I think that you have a good plan. Awesome. Well, thank you for your help. You're welcome, Lindsay. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Uh -huh. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Find us online at confidentphotographers.com.